hey everyone, we're back to DeBroing Crypto. We never left DeBroing Crypto. I feel like we haven't been on in a while. You, may, you haven't been on, or you don't care about it. I care. It was my idea. That's You're just basically here. My idea was Girls Who Code originally. I think you should honestly, before you get like and then you canceled, took like, it. Should, you should, you took it from you, me. Before you, you took it from me and ran, ran with you executed. I will it well. cancel you myself. You executed. I will it very cancel well. you myself. All right. Anyway, hey guys, we're back. DeBroing Crypto. Episode 15. Uh, can you just say that's like ridiculous to say? What's ridiculous? That your idea is girls who code. How could you even say Did I create the website? You didn't Did, do shit. I didn't do anything. You were not even involved until like a year after. And then you're like, what are you working on? Number one fan. Anyway, this is the problem. Men, well, my husband loves to take credit for everything that he does not do. That's so, not true. That's not true. Fact, I'm going to start taking credit that, more. I actually raised the first ENIAC fund. Half of the people that were investors were like my relationship. So if anybody created anything, I created ENIAC. Anyway, let's go. Not true. But Very fine. True. Anyway, Come we're on, Michelle. growing crypto. And uh, Michelle, jump you on the show. You can make sure we don't get like, you know. <laughs> this is more like. That's all right, you two. I'm going to come sit in the middle of you. I'll bring some popcorn, though. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find some common ground over snacks. Amazing. Well, Michelle, to meet you. Thank, you, thank you for joining us. Uh, you're the co-founder and CEO of The Accessory Junkie. Which we're very excited to learn about, uh, and maybe on dot world, which is a global fashion and NFT marketplace. Tell us a little bit um, about yourself, and then we want to talk about what the fuck is happening with this market right now. Yeah, let's 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 do that for sure. All right, quick history lesson or trip. Um, you know, this feels very deja vu. In two thousand seven, I was working for. Uh, big agency, IMG, we represented uh, clients like Tiger Woods, Roger Federer, Heidi Klum, Kate Moss. And the same kinds of conversations we're having now, we were having back then about this thing called the Facebook. And yes, it's going to revolutionize how you can cr uh, directly connect to all of your fan base and you can take engagement to a new level. And yes, there's so many opportunities to monetize and drive revenue, but there are going to be things that you can't even imagine that will be possible because of this social network capability. And this is just a rinse and repeat now for Web3. I think I'm just someone who's always at the center of curiosity. And with that in mind, I've launched a number of businesses in wine, in fashion, uh, and now here squarely in uh, this intersection of tech, fashion, and what we don't even know, it lay, you know may lay ahead. Yeah, Michelle, such a good reminder, especially right now, is like the crypto markets are crashing and everybody's like, see, it was a fraud. Like there's nothing, there's no there there. Um, but I think you're right. It's like the same thing was happening in Web2 when they're like, oh, this this thing is like not actually real. It's it's like um, it's going to it's going to go away and, you know, don't don't pay attention. I think um, and unfortunately, I think oftentimes when we do that, we turn women off uh, and people of color off uh, from innovating in the space. So tell us a little bit about uh, what it is, Maven, right? And, or Mavion. Oh, Mavion. Mavion. Mavion World, yes. Tell us more about what Mavion is. Uh, so Mavion is a fashion NFT with real utility. We are an NFT that exists to solve problems that Web2 couldn't solve. So as you mentioned before, I'm a co-founder of The Accessory Junkie, a Web2 company. We brought together over 400 independent designers from 26 countries who made beautiful fashion accessories. I'm talking rings, necklaces, bags, that kind of thing. And they would make anywhere from maybe 25 bags or 100 necklaces. But how do you scale in Web2? When you're making high quality limited edition, you can't. Your only option is to mass produce. 
So all of these independent designers, so talented, they have no idea how to create SEO strategies. They're not making the quantities necessary to go and hit the minimums for a Net-A-Porte or a Nordstrom. So we came and really aggregated this fragmented but huge industry to give some weight and volume to these independent and small, uh, small quantity items. Uh, I remember in 2020, which is like 100 years ago now, uh, we were at Techstars going through this incredible program, sitting in their office in Boulder, Colorado. And we talked about this desire to create gaming assets and looking at ways we could scale scarcity in fashion. And back then, Web3 was really just known as gaming because that's all you were really doing in the space. NFTs were skins and things like that for gaming and not for avatars and not for the way we know NFTs can really play today. And of course, in 2020, nobody was ready for that. It was just far too early for a mainstream fashion consumer. And so we just tabled this idea of gaming assets and scaling um, with NFTs for maybe 2025. Let's see when the consumer gets there, if we can meet them then. And of course, fast forward a pandemic, everyone's digital identities have totally changed. Uh, we fast tracked that model and we launched Mavion.world in March of this year. And we've launched, we're launching 5,000 NFTs uh, and each one features an accessory. So maybe uh, Reshma, you mint a Mavion and yours has gold earrings and maybe mine has a silver necklace. Good news, you're gonna get those real gold earrings and I'm gonna get that silver necklace to wear and enjoy in real life. But our team at Mavion is gonna put those also into gaming assets that you can buy across many metaverses and other games. And every time a unit is sold, we're gonna get royalties from the sale of those assets. And so is the independent designer. So we've finally figured out how we can scale scarcity without the the reliance on fashion factories and mass production. Oh, that's amazing. So it's like mm -hmm. I own a pair of gold hoops that I that like those gold hoops then are sold to other people who might use them for their avatar and their game or et cetera. But and I get royalties every time those gold hoops are bought. Is that how it works? Exactly. That's exactly it. And then the, the, the even greater piece of it is it doesn't just stop with the uh, independent designer accessory. We're activating all the layers. So in your NFT, the JPEG that is a PFP, there's a physical human form with a background like the one you can see here, clothing, makeup, hair, all of those categories are going to be activated as layers in both retail and metaverse for collaborations that you will keep getting royalties for. So we really look at this NFT as a JPEG that becomes your future retail empire. It's gonna to go to work for you every day. You can wake up and that NFT is going to be driving income from all those layers being activated in the in those collaborations. That's uh, amazing. Can you buy the NFTs on like marketplaces too? Like, you know, OpenSea or, uh, yep, or specifically they're, they're, yeah. they're, So we're, we're minting and they are already being traded on the secondaries on OpenSea. Michelle, I asked you something, I've actually never asked this. So like some people are listening to, a lot of people are listening to this conversation that are new you know, that are new and are like, what is she talking about? Like how, yeah. what, what world is that where there's avatars and I, you know, there's, you know, what do you, what? And so how do you see it? Meaning like what made you, because you're not, you know, you're not 15 years old and you're not a 15 year old gamer, right? It's like in many ways, this was not native to you. 
um, you probably were around like us before there was, you know, I didn't use my first cell phone until I was 22 years old. Um, and so, we, really? so yeah, I got my first cell phone when I was in law school. What was it? Do you remember? And it was like a, uh, it was like a really cute, uh, long, uh, not Nokia. What was the other B one? Not Motorola. No, it was it starts with a B. B. Yeah. I had a pink Motorola Razor. I had the silver, uh, I had this really I, cool college. silver. Anyway, so why do you think you understand it? Uh, so that's actually the beauty of like the future, you know, you know what I mean? The future. So our vision, so where we come from is a place that we know that not every consumer is going to understand it. And that's the beauty of what we're doing. You don't have to, you don't have to know who's got avatars and what games are hot and cool and how to even like digitize assets and what it even means. All you need to do is hold on to this NFT in your wallet. And it comes from a very simple mission, which is for women and for people of color, especially those marginalized demographics who are overlooked in Web2, who found it really difficult to build businesses because we had the least access to capital. But we also had the most amount of our time used. Our time is overused and underpaid. So our mission at the very first foundation of building this was how do we create an NFT where it doesn't require anyone's time to drive generational wealth. And so with that in mind, we, we're really putting all of those pixels to work for you. So for our holders, they don't even need to know um, anything about trends in avatars. They don't even need to know what an avatar does or doesn't do will do that work for you we, we look at our team as being the ones that are now working for you and i kind of joke sometimes that if this was the 1980s we'd be talking about dunkin donuts franchises uh, and instead in 2022 we're talking about how jpegs are going to be your financial freedom and i guess we call them freedom fighters uh for those who haven't had access before so some of the way to decide is like, what is it based on budget? How much I want to spend or how much I have to spend on a JPEG? And then you're like, okay, let me advise you on which one to get. Uh, well, for Mavion, they're all one price. And that's the beauty of when you mint, every single one is the same price. And it's kind of like Pokemon cards. You don't know what you're going to get until you mint it. And then it reveals. So as I mentioned before, maybe you get earrings, I get a bag, someone else gets a necklace, someone else gets a ring. And then when you see that, that is unique to you. Nobody else will have all those features that are in there with the backgrounds, the hair, the makeup, and the clothing. Um, so that becomes your unique ownership of the Mavion community. Um, but you get to share in all the rewards from all the NFT assets being used across those games. There's a great question here. Can a graphic artist template designs become NFTs on, on Mavion's platform? The graphic artist can I come to you with a JPEG of a bracelet that I designed and can I use the Mavion platform to sell my piece? I think that's what they're asking. Okay. If that's the question, uh, the answer would then be no. We work with independent designers of physical items and then our team puts those into artwork and into digital assets. So, so I guess it needs to be a physical piece for that. But you have a team of graphic artists, right? That then put that into or no we yeah. have we have our incredible artist her name is Dayoung Kim and she's a former project runway designer so it's very important for us that we have authenticity within the fashion world since we are a leading fashion nft to make sure that it is fine art representing all of these de independent designers and the work that they're doing so that they're really true representations of each piece 
some Manesh or Sazul companies like that potentially could work with Mavion. What uh, what about this crypto crash? Um, how is this affecting you guys? If at so all? This is uh, well, it actually hasn't affected us. Our floor price is steady. Uh, we are, and that, that's the beauty of still minting too. So we're kind of protected a little bit from that. I think also too because we have. A, a, a utility that people can understand. There's a physical good and there's a revenue driver. Those are not new concepts. People like physical things. They like driving revenue. So it's very clear in our roadmap what you're going to get by owning a, a Mavion. Um, but this crypto crash is, is no joke. I mean, people have, their worlds have been flipped upside down. It's no different though from back you know, in, in the dot-com boom. You're gonna, it's gonna really weed out those who couldn't last um, and who had very flimsy foundations of a business plan to, to begin with. And that's kind of what we're seeing. Last year, we had so many NFTs launching that were art. And then we saw the rise of the PFP. Um, PFPs are not a utility. Uh, community is very important, but community is not the utility. And so projects that were basing their whole existence on that are finding that it's really hard to survive in these times. Yeah. Meanwhile, the opportunity is huge for all these new players to come on board because now everything's a bargain. It's yeah. cheap yeah. to get. Yeah. It's cheap to like the market right now. It's the right time. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. Well, the question well, here well, is a great one. Yeah. You know, when do you see the fashion assets being consumed by a mass market? Um, I, this is Sabrina talking. I imagine it would be when different aspects of our lives become more and more digital, metaverse for work or school, and at this point, it still feels like it's th that gaming is is the primary market. What do you think about that? Yeah, right now gaming is the primary market, that's for sure. But as metaverses build out, uh, things like Decentraland, there's more and more conferences happening there. There's more and more parties and social events happening there. Businesses are holding meetings in those spaces. It's it's no different from how we are even talking right now. You know, 15 years ago, would we be holding all of these podcasts and interviews remotely? Absolutely not. And now that we do, we require a certain equipment. I can tell you that human behavior does not change. And whenever you do make it into a metaverse event, you're going to have the same feelings of FOMO that you have when you walk into a cocktail party and someone has the latest bag or killer shoes, whatever it is. I have never felt jankier than the first time I went to De Decentraland and I just had the default avatar and walked around like an absolute robotic moron. And there were people with all kinds of animated wings and halos and dripping water and fireballs. And I want a, I want a ball gown that can swirl around like a tornado and then flowers and birds come out of it. That's what I want. And other people had it. So that, that human nature is still within us. We're still curious to be creative. And if anything, the traditional boundaries of design, whether it's the homewares or the fashion that you're wearing in the metaverse, are going to go next level. The animation and the creation is going to really, uh, I think, satiate a lot of appetites for things that you just couldn't wear practically on the New York subway when yeah. you go to work. So what? where's the rental market for this? Oh, Ooh, I think rentals would be huge because that uh, some of these like things I'm talking about like are rent the runway. Yeah, rent the runway yeah. for your for Web three. Absolutely, good idea. I mean, Uniac will entertain that. You, idea. you you may not have come up with girls who code, but the rental market could still be yours. The, Thank like, you. These NFTs are not cheap. I mean, there are some that are thousands of dollars. So just like. 
a bag is a bag, except it's not. A Celine bag is very different from a bag that you buy from Target. You could rent that out uh, and derive income from that also. Hmm. Very cool. How did you, like, I have so many questions. It's so interesting. Well, one thing that you mentioned, though, uh, in the very beginning, which was, you know, with the Facebook, I think in these innovation cycles, you're absolutely right. You know, you have these like kernels of kind of like truth um, that are like covered up by a lot of noise. Um, and then there's a there's a crash. Right. And then kind of the noise goes away. And the kernel is then being kind of developed on by kind of the brave founders, you know, and entrepreneurs that you are uh, one of um, to basically grow it back up until the markets kind of coalesce. Um, and during that time, like you're building like a highly disciplined and efficient business because you have to, because the capital markets can't necessarily afford to be inefficient. And that kind of happened web one, that happened web two, that happened mobile one, mobile two, and now, you know, web three kind of V V one or V two, however you want to look at it. Um, but it's almost like, a, 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 it's, a, it's almost like an identical pattern within each of the these innovation waves. Right. So like when, I guess my question is when does like, how many years are we out until like, you know, this incredible, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, the vision that you have is is realized much the way that Facebook, or Amazon took a decade, Facebook took yep. whatever, seven years, six years from inception. What about, what about you? All right, there's, there's two parts to this. I'm gonna start with my eight-year-old son in December. We're walking through um, the street. He sees a store and I'm shocked that he can even say the name of the store, he's eight. And he says, mom, mom, can we go into Balenciaga? I was like, well, I'm sorry, what? What did you just say? <laughs> how do you even know how to say that word? I didn't learn until I was like 35. And um, he, in we go. So we walk in and he says to the sales team, do you have the Fortnite t-shirts? And they were so excited. Yes, they do. And they start laying out these t-shirts, the blue, the yellow, the white, the red, and so forth. And he's trying on these t-shirts. And I'm thinking to myself, my God, how am I going to explain to this, <laughs> this child that he is not going home with a $1,600 Balenciaga Fortnite t-shirt. Is there a lollipop necessary here and ice cream? What's happening? I can't Turns out, <laughs> See? Turns out I didn't even need to because he asked the sales team, okay, so if we get this yellow one, do I also get the yellow skin? And if I get the blue one, do I get the blue skin as well? And they said, oh, no, 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 no. If you get the t-shirt, it's just the t-shirt. And he was so confused. Like, why would anybody want the t-shirt? It's just right, the, I want skin the skin people are after. Yeah. Like, who yeah. wants it? Like, I'm not going to wear the shirt. I just thought this was the, the, he thought that was the token to get the skin. Um, so I think we need to remind ourselves that he's eight. In 10 years, he'll be 18. And there's a whole new generation yeah. that already puts the value on the digital asset. The physical is a bonus throwaway. The digital is where the value lives. Um, so I think that first of all, time, as you mentioned, there's a cycle of behavior that's very native to them versus to other parents. Uh, but second of all, women. So right now, 81% uh, of crypto is owned by men, 90% of NFTs are owned by men. And the trouble with that, it's totally fine. I'm glad, happy to have everyone in the space. But the trouble with that is all of the capital, all of the infrastructure that is coming in to Web3 is catering to the existing audience. 
Yeah. And so when that happens, all it's doing is reaffirming that this is a place right. for men and right. where are the, where's the infrastructure for women? And yeah. we've held, of course, in, in, in excess of a hundred events now this year, onboarding thousands of people who are crypto curious, the majority of whom are women. And we hear time and time again, that their interests, this is gonna shock you, no it's not, their interests are family, travel, health, wellness, beauty and fashion. Where are the NFTs? Where are the Web3 projects that are speaking to interests that are native to other demographics, like women, half the population of the world? So until we can put capital into projects that interest this huge audience, we're only limiting ourselves. Yeah, no, that's really powerful. That's really powerful. Um, Right. It's, we don't want to build Web3 without us. Um, and it's not that women, it's just, it's it's about like being exposed. And that's why we're doing the show. You know, that, that's why it's that, called Deep That's, that's, you know, that's the point of the show. Literally the point of the show is basically um, to showcase incredible women like you and to have these fast. I mean, there's, I think you learn so much just listening to these conversations. Well, it's also so robust. Like that's one thing we've realized in 15 of these episodes is that incredible oh my God, women yeah. investors and entrepreneurs that are like, blowing minds in their own very specific category that is so large and so deep and so rich you know and you know Resh is like how many how many more of these shows are we going to do i'm like we're booked through the summer like we're, like we're like we're still going you know there's yeah. there's, there's so, so many much. people talk we, we learn so much but we have i know we have like another minute left so what is what can this community help you with oh gosh onboarding provide a friendly hand if you know um if you have if you have any insight into this space be that nft buddy that web3 friend to somebody in your circle um mm -hmm. all we all can win the, the more we can widen this circle and exactly. really diversify who's sitting in it that's that. that's it i think that's a great challenge honestly to both the women and men like and especially find find someone of color find a woman you know, find someone who is actually not, you know, the 80% or the 90% and in invite them to this space. I mean, yeah. next week is NFT New York, right? NFT NYC. And it's absolutely crazy. Every night is like, I don't know if you'll be here, Michelle, but like every night, I know you're at the airport now, but like every night there's like 10 events. I mean, we have an event on Wednesday and it's a 500 person capacity and we like were sold out like weeks ago. Yeah. Um, it feels like New York is the epicenter of this activity. Absolutely. Um, it's a it's a cross section of kind of uh, all the energy, uh, the globalism, the demographic, and then just Web three. Like in Williamsburg, there's like a five block radius. It just feels like um, like San Francisco in like you know uh, 1998. Like yeah. every coffee shop and every bar and every restaurant just full of incredible founders. Even in this environment, especially in this environment. And you know that again, like the tourists have left, the noise is left yeah. from investors now and founders. It's like, it's it's the, like the real, real, real the folks, the, the people that really care, that like are doing it, bootstrapping budgets just for in, the the sake of innovation. And it, it's a glorious yeah. time. It's a, it's yeah. a renaissance. Yeah, is what it is. You well, know? Michelle, it is. Thank I will I will say to to share on that we are hosting five. So I'm speaking at the conference. Uh, but then we're also, in addition, hosting five days of nonstop events so that people can come. We're, we'll be at Luminary. And it's basically, I mean, welcome to all, but definitely female skew. We've got Randy Zuckerberg, the founders from BFF, Women and Weapons, 1989 Sisters, Meta Angels, you name it, all coming for nonstop events because, I'm going to jump on my soapbox one more time, 
women get taxed enough. Uh, going to NFT NYC is expensive. I don't believe education should be that expensive. We need to make it easy, accessible, and free. So from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. every single night, nothing but panels, speakers, cocktail parties um, to welcome women into the space, find others, find an NFT buddy, ask questions, and get everything they need to be empowered to thrive in the future of Web3. That's amazing. And, and Kate at Luminary is just a dear friend and just amazing. And it's like, she's amazing. How about creating community. So, yes, everybody show up at Luminary <laughs> next week, every yeah. day, you know, and, and really, if you're interested and you want to learn more and you, you know, you, 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 you don't know where we'll go to Luminary all next week. Actually, you might regret saying that. This is, uh, I'm just looking at the stats right now. This is our largest uh, synchronous streamed. Uh, LinkedIn show ever, and so by you saying everybody show up at Luminary, go, go, go. Michelle, <laughs> I think people are lining up. Luminary, let's do it. No, <laughs> but I love your point about onboarding. I think that that's really powerful, um, and, and a powerful, I think, message to kind of send. Well, it's it's collaboration, it's onboarding, it's helping you know helping the community. Uh, I have one, I have one question for you, Michelle. Sorry if you're if we're going over time, but this is so interesting. Like. What do you think that kind of diversity is in, in in Web three versus like you know previous iterations of of the internet and technology? And obviously we have a ways to go, but are you seeing are you seeing gains there? Or are you frustrated by it? What are your thoughts? I, look, I'm absolutely seeing diversity. I'll it, it's better. The problem is we just started in such a bad place, you know. Yeah. So there's a gain. But we haven't made huge strides. I will say this though: the NFT NYC award nominations came out uh, a few weeks ago, and you saw incredibly huge, big brands: Gucci, Artifact, Adidas listed there. But you know what else you saw? A whole bunch of no names that you'd never heard of, run by teams of small, independent creators, thinkers coming into the space for the first time. And I was so proud of the like 30 um, NFTs nominated. Four were female Australians, myself included, and I just could not be prouder to realize that the recognition in this space is going to the best ideas, not just the biggest marketing budgets. Yeah, and I think your point about, you just blew me away with this whole like 90-10 in terms of ownership, but you know, that's like, I mean, that's when back in the day when you're like buying an ape for like gazillion million dollars and when men hold the capital. So it's it's no wonder, right? But I think in this market, it will be interesting to see what ownership looks like as it becomes more accessible to own NFTs and own crypto. So it is. This is this is the buyer's market. So don't be scared if you walk away with anything. Uh, Web three is not going anywhere. NFTs are here to stay. It's just figuring out which ones. This is yeah. dot com boom all over again. Amazing. Well, yeah. yeah the board eight floor right now has got to be pretty interesting. Oh, we should be ninety. Uh, it's like down to 90 plus ETH is down. It's all it's, down. It's 86 ETH. Yeah. Right now. Wow. So Still. If, if anybody <laughs> wants exactly if anybody wants to load up on board apes, I guess now's the time. Yeah. Um, well, Michelle, we really, really appreciate it. Uh you you I know you're you're traveling, and so thank you for for jumping on and congratulations on everything you're doing, you know, at Mavion and and in the industry. And um uh, we look forward to uh, to partying with you a little next week at NFT NYC. Do it. I will see you there. All Bye, right, Michelle. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much.